When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan and we are back with TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax. I hope we got something to drink and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. Uh-huh. And hello, Al. What's going on, Claudia? Man, I'm ready for this show and I get it popping because I love this personality. Special guest co-host for the week, media personality, Dustin Ross. What's up, Dustin? Hey, what's up, Claudia? What's up, Al? How y'all doing tonight? What's going on, Dustin? Listen, I'm really happy to be here, man. And before we even get started, I just want to take a minute and give a little respect to you, Al, and to you, Claudia, for sure. And especially to my boy Q, Funky Dineva, for the house that you guys built. Um, I'm really happy to be here. And I just wanted to show a little love to my boy Q. So that's it. I'm happy to be here with y'all tonight. Uh We appreciate you. We appreciate that. And we appreciate that you had time because you'd be so busy with all your podcasts you'd be doing. You know, it's a few things going on, but I always got time for family, Claudia. So here I am. Let's do well, this. Well, before we kick off the show, we want to give our soulmates the rundown of your career journey. So, yeah. uh, sure. Well, most people uh, know me from my podcast, The Friend Zone. This comes out every Wednesday and it's eight years old now. So we got a, a really strong following that I appreciate. And also my other podcast that I host with the incredible Ebony K. Williams, Holding Court. Uh, you can find us on all platforms, a uh, uh, host podcast. And then my television show, Bet on Black on Revolt on Monday nights at 9.30. So check that out too. Damn, all right. Yeah. I'm very busy. Okay, that's why you got that LV jacket on. <laughs> How was your weekend, Al? Uh, it was good. You know, I, I went to my wine tasting. I think I posted it on my IG. It was really phenomenal. I want to give a shout out to the wine group that um, that I attended. And they're teaching me about the different red and white wines so that I have a better understanding how to, to bring my full flavor to my buttery Chardonnay that I hope to have out sometime this year. All right. Well, keep us posted with that. And then you'll have to connect on the wine because you'll have your own. All right. Okay. Are we drinking tonight? Cause I, I wasn't, I was, gonna, I was just going to drink tea cause I'm trying to just like be healthy, but whatever, we're not doing healthy. I'm already halfway to the grave. I got me some vodka and uh, simply lemonade. Dustin, are you drinking? Yeah, of course I am. I'm on a little 1942 tonight. So just something <laughs> like, yeah. What about you, Al? I'm broke after the weekend. The refrigerator is empty. It's the middle of the month. I'm trying to get through these last two weeks. I have tea. Actually, I have hot water with lemon. That's how broke I am. Al, you get them box soul checks. Knock it off. Ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to play us like that. Oh, my goodness. I'm serious. It's the top of the year. No, but seriously, it's the top of the year. I'm really trying my best to pay down a lot of debt this year and and, and, and reevaluate and recalibrate. All right. Well, that makes sense. All right. All right. Well, let's get to some topics because the soulmates have been waiting Black Girl Magic was in full effect at the Emmys last night. Now, the star of Abbott Elementary, Quinta Brunson, Brunson took home the award for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, which makes her the first Black woman to win an Emmy in that category in 40 years. Niecy Nash won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for her role in Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And our very own T.S. Madison was looking fabulous on the red carpet. Shout out to Riley Knox that designed that dress. Uh, received an Emmy for her judging role on RuPaul's Drag Race. So a great night. How do you feel about these ladies bringing home the goals? I'll, I'll go to you first, Al. What do you think? Oh, man. I Last night, and, and I covered the Emmys last night virtually, it was very interesting. It felt like Black Hollywood was back in effect. And that was definitely different than the coverage that I had on the Golden Globes because the Golden Globes, to me, even though there are a number of Black women there, there were not a lot of Black men. But this is a test 
testament, especially I want to I want to lean in on Quinta Brunson. This is a testament to if you have faith and you believe in God. And she speaks about this just less than 10 years ago. Everybody, she was doing, doing YouTube skits and she was the one that went viral for that skit about, you know, uh, uh, going out on a date with a guy that has a lot of money and I looked at her YouTube and she only has 90,000 subscribers on her YouTube for so soulmates everybody out there listening this is a testament to how great God can move in your life and you can still achieve great things now we know last year she made TV history last year because she got an Emmy for acting writing and outstanding comedy uh abbott elementary and then this year she then makes history again making her only the second black woman to win a best leading actress if nothing else let's use her as testament that anything that you dream and believe and work hard you can achieve and she seems so happy and so moved and so surprised and so humbled and so like i just loved everything about it it was a great night justin what are your thoughts yeah, you know, the Emmys were great this year. Uh, we had a lot of big black wins, you know, so that's a new BBW for y'all. And then they had a black production team. So we saw a lot of a lot of trophies going where they belong. Last night, that felt good. You know, we just coming off of the Creative Arts Emmys where Kiki Palmer won for Best Game Show Host. Storm Reed won for some of her incredible work that she's done lately. So this was a great year for black people at the Emmys, and that's all right with me. Shout out to Jesse Collins, who has been doing his thing. He has been just conquering the award show. He's like in all spaces. He's a fantastic director, producer, and he is doing his thing, Jesse. All right. Now, we must admit the biggest highlight from the Emmys was the cast of Martin reuniting to present an award to what appeared to be a replica of the living room set of the hit sitcom. Now, did this catch out by surprise? And were you excited to see the cast reunited? And what were your thoughts about everything? Dustin, let's go to you on this one. Yeah, well, you know, Martin is one of my favorite shows of all time. It was funny as hell then, and it's still just as funny now. Um, I think what I noticed most about that segment, though, was that all the other sitcoms that they had reunite, they had the cast of Cheers, Ally McBeal, um, even All in the Family, they all got standing ovations. And I thought it was interesting that the cast of Martin didn't get that same love from the crowd. You know, I thought they should have gotten up out of their seats for them for sure. But it did feel good to see them get recognition from the Television Academy and being a part of the Emmy celebration because it was definitely well-deserved. Now, not only did they not get a standing ovation, they never received an Emmy nomination or an Emmy, which is insane. Al, what are your thoughts about this? <laughs> I, I was going to piggyback on Dustin. Dustin, they didn't get a standing ovation. Oh, um a standing ovation from that crowd, but they got it from this crowd right yeah. here. When I tell you, when I think about Martin, my heart just opens up and I get excited. I still watch the reruns and I still laugh just as hard as I did years ago. Now, I'm going to say this. Lord knows I don't want to offend no more black women. Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and please, black women, do not take this personal because um, Tisha Campbell has always been beautiful to me. But baby, last night, last night, that woman looked like a million dollars. Whoever is doing her hair, her makeup, her clothes, I give her a 10 across the board. The way her confidence, the way she strutted across that stage, the way she walked up there just, just warmed my heart. Tisha Campbell, sweetheart, you had me licking my phone when I looked at this IG post. Keep up the great work with your team. Great to see them all back together. Glad to see that Martin and Tisha are moving forward with getting over whatever it is that they had to get over. And these four, I promise you, even though they didn't get a standing ovation, in my mind, they do they did and i will continue to watch and support them and hopefully 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 there's a re a reboot in the making now i got a shout out uh stylist jay bolin who's right here in in dallas texas that's who styled uh tisha and a whole bunch of other people he's been really doing his thing he's the one that's been responsible for the rebrand and the look of swv they were never really known for their like you know, glamour fashion is more like street, you know, B girl. <laughs> and he's been getting them like super, super to the next level and super, super elegant. You know what I mean? He's been doing a lot of good things with a lot of people. Like he's one to look for. Stylist J Bowling here in Dallas. Let's get to the chat. Chat. Ladybug77 said, Martin, yes, epic. And pr proud autism mom said, I love the Martin cast reunited in the shade they threw. And we, Palo Loco, said, Martin is one of the best sitcoms of our time. I, I loved it. It's sad that, you know, 
we're still doing like we're still asking for flowers from people for shows that we know deserved all of that. And that's why we talked about this on another episode. The importance of us going to our award shows where we are celebrated, not tolerated, because there's no damn way that Martin should not have had at least several nominations. No and, way. You know, don't you think that's crazy? Martin and several other shows. Think about it. The Cosby show, even, you know, no Emmys for the Cosby show. The fact that the last woman to win for lead actress in a comedy series was Isabel Sanford from the damn Jeffersons. What? The last, the last black woman, the last black woman to mm -hmm. win for that category. And think about, all years. Of, think about all of the hilarious black women that we've seen on television. Harriet Winslow, Gina from Martin, uh, Tashina Arnold, both on Martin and on Everybody Hates Chris. All of these women deserve right. the recognition and the honor. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's time for that to change. Who's on these panels? Who can we get the white girls that want to be black to be on those panels? The ones that be having our cornrows and our hair and our BBLs and our, our big booties and our lips. Can we? Well, not mine, but you know what I'm saying. Can we have those people that love the proximity to blackness, the proxy to blackness, to the be Zeus on whites. Right, yeah, like, the Zeus whites? Zeus whites. What are we doing? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like I don't. Okay. Anyways. We'll be at the BT Awards. Hopefully we'll get recognized there. All right. <laughs> speaking of award shows, the breakout star from the color purple Fantasia is another one that Jay Bone's been styling, attended the Critics' Choice Awards over the weekend, but it seemed like she wasn't feeling that bagged pizza that was handed out to the guests. Check it out. All right, what are your thoughts on the award shows serving these hardworking actors bag pizza, Dustin? Do you think it was as bad as we think it is, or do you think it was some gourmet pizza? Yeah, the pizza looked like it stinks, but I hate that the focus, <laughs> right, is being shifted from, uh, they're painting this picture as if the Color Purple cast complains a lot. Yep. And I hate that. I hate that a moment that was funny and 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 absolutely justified because you would think that in an award show as dignified as the Critics' Choice Awards, mm -hmm. they would have a feast for these people. We've seen them before eating plated dinners, you know, full of food that looked like it was good. At least it was at least pretty. And they gave them pizza in a bag out of box that women were carrying like this. So that was just a little nasty to me. I don't mm -hmm. think I'm with Oprah. I would have been pointing at my lips, too. I ain't eating it. <laughs> well, okay, that's a good perspective. Al, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, come on, guys. It's the Critics' Choice Awards. If you know the history of the Critics' Choice Awards, they don't have food. I mean, everyone's talked about it. Remember in 2022, Chrissy Teigen unveiled that box. They passed around a box, and in her box, all she had was almonds and dried fruit and some chocolate-covered uh, pretzels. Well, you know, the years before that, they had hot dogs. So this is nothing new. If you've ever been to the Critics' Choice Awards, or if you're familiar with the Critics' Choice Awards, you know that this is how it goes down. Everyone always tells you either bring your food with you in your purse which which um fantasia or somebody spoke about it said that people were pulling food out of their out of their purses <laughs> or you have to eat before you come because it is a long ceremony and if you don't you're going to be hungry so good luck with oprah though she said she didn't want to mess up her lipstick but i wonder how long <laughs> she stayed there because that's a long long show to not eat all night and a lot of times you go in the lobby, like, good luck trying to find, like, a concession stand or nothing like that. They're not really going to be doing that over there. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, that, I think that's a good point about them being framed to be complaining once again or yeah. to being, like, less than subpar, uh, not getting enough, because that is the narrative that we've been hearing, right? And here, I, I'm sure, I would love to put money on this. I'm a betting woman. Hmm. I bet you Fantasia wasn't the only one that had a side eye to that food. Why don't you zoom in on some of the white actors and actresses, actresses that probably had the same reaction, if not more severe, and not just make it about her, you know? Um, oh, Aaron W. said they need to step it up, being cheap. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> As the cult of turn says, that piece looked like it came from Little Caesars. And <laughs> Mr. Dubois Sexy says, it's a shame that's what they serve them with all the money they make from these movies. Yeah, they should do good food, but they, yeah, they should. Okay. Since we are on the subject of the color purple, Monique has finally responded to the complaints that Taraji P. Henson made regarding the lack of support on set. During a recent interview, Monique said, so when Oprah Winfrey sits at the helm and Taraji P. Henson says, it's an honor that we were handpicked for this movie. Well, if they were handpicked for that movie, those women should have been taken care of from the moment go. 
And Monique's husband and manager, Sidney Hicks, added his two cents and said, if you look up the title of producer, you'll find what Oprah Fix, you find what Oprah Fix should have already been prepared when they got there. You shouldn't have to fix that because it should have already been done. Al, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts? Sure. Okay. So guys, I don't know if you guys remember this and I, I'm going to say it again. I talked about this when we covered this story a couple of days ago, or it may have been a week or so ago. Remember soulmates? I made a comment and I, it was pushed aside by the panel, but we're back here again, having the same conversation. Remember in my comment, I said that this was the same issue that Monique had with Precious that Taraji is now having with the color purple. And would Oprah have anything to possibly do with it because she produced both of those shows? Now, I'm gonna say this. I stand 10 toes down with Monique on her comment about this. And I believe everything she said was valid, but I don't want I don't want this to be a resurgence of what happened last time where we did a whole bunch of pointing fingers and people blackballing her. I'm glad she's back on television. I'm glad she's still using her force for the good of black female equity pay in Hollywood. But I just don't want her to go on a media tour like the last time as it related to this issue that she was having with Oprah. I do hear you, Monique. I think the rest of Hollywood hears you. And I'm just glad that the messenger is different as it was Taraji this time, because I think people are really taking it to heart more this way. Um, okay, Ansel D'Angelo said, I love Monique, but it's hard to take her comments on Oprah from a non-biased standpoint, knowing she doesn't like Oprah. Aunt, and then Dia Red said, Auntie Mo has been on Oprah's neck. And Quest Reborn said, Lord, no, Lord knows I love Monique, but she is so exhausting. Uh, Dustin, uh, how, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of low-hanging fruit to attribute this to have something to do with or be akin to the issue that Monique had with Oprah and her experience working on the film Precious. I think that uh, Oprah or Monique rather has a valid, you know, concern or vendetta or issue with Oprah that she's now piling on to what's going on with Taraji. First of all, I don't think Taraji's been complaining. And this is, again, speaking to the issue I spoke about earlier, where I'm tired of it being shaped that way. Taraji was asked a question. She answered it very honestly. And it was such a passionate response that she began to be asked that question in more and more of their press junkets as they did the promo tour for this film. Now it's being framed as if her complaints are somehow in alignment with what Monique was talking about, which was Monique's lack of support and being asked to go on a promo trail for a film that she didn't feel she was fairly compensated for. And that's a valid concern, but let's shift the focus back to that part of the conversation. I don't want this to turn into Taraji versus Monique or anything silly like that. And I really wish her husband and his small hats would remove themselves from the conversation because we don't need a, a, a top level textbook definition of the term producer to understand that Oprah wasn't responsible for the things that Taraji took issue with. That was a studio film and the studio was responsible for those concerns and issues being addressed. Thank God that Oprah stepped in and made sure that they were addressed when she did. And that's already been confirmed by both Taraji and Oprah. So I'm really ready to move the conversation forward and, and focus on the brilliant performances in the film and not this mess that's surrounding the cast and their issues and, and them complaining now. All right. Well, you know yeah. what? Take my cue from you. We're going to move on to a commercial. So coming up next, mm -hmm. find out why Ario Day is in the hot seat. And later, find out what we would do in sticky situations. Stay tuned. Hit that like button. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're just joining us, we have special guest co-host Dustin Ross. And I want to share some love for you that uh, the comments, the soulmates are going in and they are picky. Let me tell you, that's a hard seat to fill <laughs> and they are going in. Uh, Shauna Wright said Dustin is perfect and y'all ain't even seen him cut up yet. Fan of Price, <laughs> thank you, Dustin, for bringing the facts. And uh, D. Meat said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I lost it. So many comments coming through. Oh, where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. Okay, Aaron W. said, Dustin is killing it. Fresh, just the fresh perspective we need. And Ty said, come on, Dustin. 
bunch of comments now they're showing you lots of love okay so thank you i so love much. it here thank you so much <laughs> i love y'all too and and during the break you uh agreed to help al get some liquor for tomorrow so he can be yeah. uh, on the level on, on level 10 tomorrow right <laughs> yeah we gotta fix this tomorrow we're gonna get I take thing cash out Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. Look, look, we just going to call that community, okay? We're going to take care of you. All right, y'all, let's get into this. Aubrey O'Day is in the hot seat after posting provocative pictures on social media during MLK Day and using one of Dr. King's quotes as her caption. The singer wrote, our lives begin begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Martin Luther King Jr. All right, do y'all think Aubrey was out of line for posting these photos while quoting a civil rights leader, or is it much ado about nothing? Dustin, what do you think? Two things can be true at the same time. She was out of line, and it is much ado about nothing, because I personally don't give a damn what Aubrey O'Day you know, posts. However, it was disrespectful to see her laying up there like that and quoting Martin Luther King, especially about saying silent. We know that Aubrey O'Day is notorious for running her mouth about whatever she can to whomever she can with. So, uh, you know, I don't really have anything beyond that to give her for this. Uh, uh, nice to try, nice attention grab, I guess, you know. Well, she may be doing it for this reason because sources are saying that she's promoting her OnlyFans. Al, do you know about this? What do you think? Oh, yeah, of course she's promoting her OnlyFans. Listen, thank goodness she did. Did she do it on Martin Luther King Day? If she did it on Martin Luther King Day, then don't disrespect the king. I will say this. But if it wasn't Aubrey O'Day, I would have a different stance. But I'm going to disagree with Justin because we know how she is. She does the work. She speaks out. She's the one that told us about Diddy and has been telling us about Diddy for a very long time. Um, I like Aubrey O'Day. She has never been in any type of racist mess. I've done my Karen test on her. She, she holds true to who she is and what she says. If that's a quote that she likes and that's what she's using to promote and matching it to Martin Luther King Day, that kind of feels offensive, but I'm not upset about it. And look, I'm going to let her ride and slide on this one. How about that? That's my new saying. I'm going to let her ride and slide on this one because I do like her. And she does spit facts sometimes, and it just makes sense to me. She definitely does speak facts. If you follow her on Twitter, she was very vocal about uh, one of the Trump brothers that she, sons that she used to mess around with uh, after the year I did Slater mm-hmm. Prentice on. And she was no, we all knew she had no, was it before or after? thing after she had an affair with one of the brothers and she actually it was very close to the family had no problem coming for the family and i'm all for that i just think that she's sensible in a lot of other ways and i do like that she's also been vocal against diddy and his abuse but with that proximity and her proxy to the black community and having all the inside you've been at the table you've been around us you kind of should know like maybe i could post maybe today you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. think that mm. quote had anything to do with a pose, like a pose like that. Mm. Like, if I'm in a thong on my page showing my ass and I'm like, you know, uh, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. I don't know, whatever the quote is, I'm gonna look like I'm trying it. Like, I'm gonna look like I'm trying it. Arby, I like you too. I think you, like, you put people on blast and need to be put on blast. But with that being said, I think you can take a little constructive criticism, girl to girl, ain't no hate here. Ugh, we're real sensitive right now, too. We're That's a little sensitive true. right now, you know? That's true. But keep spilling the tea on the Trump family. Please do that on White Supremacist Day, whatever day that is. Oh, that's the other 364 days of the year. So, yeah, do it on one of those. (laughs) All right. In positive news, rapper turned country singer Jelly Roll is pushing Congress to pass Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown's fentanyl eradication and narcotics deterrence off fentanyl act. Oh, that's a tongue twister. Take a look. Every day I get to look in the eyes of a victim in my household of the effects of drugs every single day. And every single day I have to wonder if me and my wife, if today will be the day that I have to tell my daughter that her mother became a part of the national statistic. History repeats itself, gentlemen. Even in the 1990s, crack cocaine had long made its way into my middle lower class neighborhood. Now, this act would wield financial sanctions against drug traffickers to disrupt the flow of opioids coming in from China and Mexico. Um, I want to ask your thoughts, but I kind of want to go first on this one. Um, I like that he's saying this. Okay. I agree with him. Okay. Fentanyl is a major problem. It's killing lots of people, but it was notoriously more popular in the white community. Right. And I know y'all always make it a black white thing, but you have to call out the, um, the double standards. When crack was introduced into our neighborhoods on the West Coast first, right, and, and introduced and, like, peddled by our government, some say, 
it made the the addicts such a criminal and such an mm-hmm. evildoer, a crackhead. Uh, you know, you're, you're just a junkie. You're just a this. You're just a that. You have no self control. You're an animal. And where there was no compassion for black people that was struggling on crack. That was marketed towards black people. Of course, white people were on crack too. We know this. But we became the face of crack cocaine, although the numbers would say otherwise. And now there's a different sensitivity. And let me know if y'all feel this way or not. Um, there's a different sensitivity with this fentanyl thing because now it's getting into the suburbs and the white communities and in the rural areas. And I feel like now there's legislation to kind of protect it. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a health issue more. And I just wish brothers and sisters that were hooked on crack cocaine would have the same kind of grace and kind of protections as I feel like fentanyl users are getting now. Dustin, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, um, much like Al's commentary regarding the food at the um, Critics' Choice Awards, it's just more the same. It's par for the course, right? Black people will forever be demonized and vilified in whatever position or lot they're in in life. And unfortunately, when the crack epidemic did, was focused on or highlighted um, in a way that showed all the Black people who suffered from that addiction, it was stigmatized and painted to be just a, a choice, a bad choice, as opposed to an addiction, as fentanyl is being presented to us as. At the end of the day, what he's saying is right. We do need this legislation and people need the help to be protected from that. But I think you bring up a great point, Claudia, that is being whitewashed, you know, literally in a way that that makes these people victims and 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 um, kind of ask for empathy for these people in a way that black people unfortunately just don't get. Ty said Jelly Roll is a great spokesman for this cause. If they're going to listen to him, I'm not mad. We need this law out. What do you yeah. think about this topic? Mm, I think what you both are saying is resonating with me, but I'm going to put shutters on right now. And I've got to focus on this fact that 150 people die every day due to overdose from fentanyl. And guys, that's just alarming to me. And and as you know, they're not just putting it in their regular drugs like your cocaine or 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 in your um whatever meth and stuff like that they're also putting it in lacing the weed and that's affecting a large number of us us in our urban areas and the thing about it is you can't smell it you can't taste it and you can't see it um i watched the country music awards because i wanted to see k michelle perform and i saw jelly roll do his speech and it was just so Mm -hmm. profound and i immediately uh connected with him on so many levels a his passion on the fight against drugs and the deaths associated with fentanyl, but also because he's 39 years old and he is now nominated for a Grammy as Best New Artist. I I, I just, all of that resonates with me. But back to the fentanyl, I don't think there was anything wrong with his ask. Um, I think we have to do something in our community because it's killing even our close friends now. Uh, we get we know about our Hollywood friends that have been dropping off because of fentanyl. And I just want to give a shout out to... Um, an organization, dancesafe.org. They produce these uh, strips that you can purchase and you can test your weed. You can test any other drugs that you use. You can also test your powder aspirin that some people use like Bayer and Buffer or whatever those are called um, to see if fentanyl is in it. So shout out to uh, dancesafe.org. And if anybody else is interested in getting those, go to dancesafe.org and they'll send you your strips too. Well, Dustin, we're going to have to get them before I come to New York next week and see you. Because <laughs> we definitely have to test it. Uh, I, I for research purposes only. And again, not to say what Jelly Roll did is bad. I think it's good. I just, the bigger picture as far as, I, I just pay attention to marketing and the ah, the messaging sometimes. But yeah, and the, the soulmate is saying that he used to actually be a, a drug dealer. So it, it was more impactful coming from him. Uh, Oprah Gates says... First opioids, then fentanyl. But when it was crack in the black community, it was whatever. And Ibishad said that Fenty hit different. It's finishing people off just by touching it. A very yeah. soon. They kill you. Yeah. And someone in the chat said crackheads last forever. They've been going for 40. How come they never die? <laughs> yeah, because the drugs was farming the table back then. They don't you know, die. This is a little different. Crackheads don't die. They don't get sick. They don't get cold. They fast as hell. Okay, yeah. anyway. All right, we may have an update on what led Peter Thomas to drive under the influence. Now, according to Radar Online, Peter recently lost an eviction lawsuit filed against his restaurant, Bar One in Miami, which is really unfortunate. Apparently, the former reality star asked the judge for more time to pay off his $505,000 debt, but he never followed through with an update. 
Al, I'm gonna go to you first. So, uh, Peter, if you get mad, don't cuss me out. $505,000 in back rent. Jeez, that's like two houses where I grew up <laughs> in a very nice neighborhood. But you know what? I'm gonna say what I said last week. You know, Peter is a real OG. So I'm not gonna come down on him because I'm a friend. I'm gonna try to help you, Peter. And so this is the deal. And I don't know, maybe you've tried it or you haven't tried it. But back in 2002, Congress funded the Restaurant Revitalization Fund with $230 billion because of all the downturn uh, in the restaurant business after COVID, during COVID and after COVID. So Peter, what I'm gonna say to you is, maybe you should write or try to find where that Restaurant Re Revitalization Fund is, put in an application to help pay for your back rent because that's exactly what it's there for, to pay for your back rent. And also use it because we've heard that there are rumors that your employees were not getting paid as well. You can use it to do back pay for your employees. So come on, brother, get it together. And hopefully that's a little bit of information that you can you can share with your accountant or with your lawyer and see if you can get some of that money to pay these people, because we know at the end of the day, you're going to always be entrepreneuring. You're going to always be opening up a restaurant. You're going to always be out here in these streets networking and entertaining us. And that might be a way to help you get out of this sticky situation. Al's woman said he's running from bar one employees and Abby B said he if he didn't pay it before, he was not going to pay it with more time. Dear R said and this is not me child peter is a mess and sarah m said peter is a horrible businessman do you think so dustin or what do you think i wouldn't say peter's a horrible businessman but he's obviously made some decisions that weren't the best for his businesses this they've been talking about the problems that he's been having financially with bar one miami for years this isn't the first lawsuit we're all friends with cynthia bailey here so i'm sure we've all spent time around peter and we know he has an incredible personality we saw that on the real housewives of atlanta for years so i hate to see headlines like this about him and his business practices and i, I really hope to see a turnaround for everybody involved but what i hate even more is the way that several media outlets are attaching Cynthia Bailey's name to this headline. They're saying, you know, ex-husband is Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband, Peter Thomas. He was two whole men ago for her. <laughs> Cynthia's been married, divorced. You two know. whole marriages ago, huh? I, I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? So back up off of Cynthia with this one. This falls in Peter's lap, but I do wish him the best. Right, because y'all certainly don't attribute his win to Cynthia, so don't attribute right. to Cynthia. Right. All right, we're going to lead along, Peter. We hope you, we wish you well, and maybe um, we hope you uh, get back on your feet, and we'll definitely report on the the good as well as the troubling times. All right, coming up next, find out what we would do in sticky situations, and later, Little Nas X apology to the Christian community child. You know, been a tampon, and how you want to cross. <laughs> we'll be back. Keep it locked. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, welcome back to TGIF. All right, uh, Ib Dash HD said Peter is gonna get y'all. Why? We was nice. <laughs> we didn't come for Peter. See, that's what happened. Y'all be spreading false narratives. Get him mad. He don't watch the whole show. We did not uh -huh. go in on Peter. And Al actually gave him some advice to try to help him out. All right, y'all. So, mates, have you ever thought about how you would handle yourselves if you were placed in the middle of an unexpected situation? Well, we like for you to chime in on the fun with hashtag. WWYD, that's what would you do? <sighs> Jesus Christ. A Belgian YouTuber has been arrested after dumping a bucket of feces on train passengers. Take a look. Oh my God, that's my first time seeing that. What are your thoughts on this story? And what would you do if someone dumped a dookie on you? Dustin, you give me the dead pan. I'll go to you first. Yeah, you know, for me, it's really simple. I, I pride myself at this stage of my life on being a person who's not easily moved to anger. But 
I think that there has never been a, a more appropriate time for uh, uh, the right reaction to something like that. So I ain't never seen nothing like that. And I hope that he got what he deserved for doing that. How are you walking around? What would you do? Oh, gosh. Listen, I would catch a case. That's what I would that do. Day. You, you want to see a totally different side of Al Reynolds come out? Throw some feces on me. I, I promise you I would have wiped his ass all the way up and down that freaking subway. There, There is no way a kid would throw feces on me. And guess what? He's doing it for followers or subscribers on YouTube, and he only has 300. Because nobody wants to see that. Huh? Yeah, nobody wants to see nobody that. Where, where did you well, get it from? Whose was it? I think it's a. It was a combination of all types of stuff, but feces happened to be in it. But it was other oh. stuff as well. But either way, he would. He, they better be glad they caught him and sent him to jail. Because mm -hmm. if I would have called him, it would have been over. I remember one time I was in Jamaica and a guy walked by me and all he did was slap my butt. I chased him down. I pushed him so hard and I was like, "Oh shoot!" I'm like, "Get murdered now." <laughs> I would be fighting. I would absolutely be. Can you imagine? First of all, you don't know what's going on and what's on you. And then the realization in that moment, like, oh, my God, I think it's dookie on me. Yeah, you're going right on them train tracks. Oh. Attempted mm. murder for real. Yeah. You're gonna hit, you about to well hit worth it. Third rail, judge. <laughs> I was traumatized. PSTD, PTSD. All right. An angry father is calling out a Chinese restaurant after... <sighs> A roach was allegedly found swimming in his daughter's wonton soup. Check this out. A roach in my daughter's wonton soup, and this is who owns it. Put it right there. I don't know about that. I don't, bro, is that going to compensate for what my daughter just ate? What would you do if you found an insect or rodent in your food? And, and keep it real. Have you guys ever called out a restaurant after discovering something in your food? Y'all been in this situation? Dustin, what, 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 let me go to you first. What do you think? Hell no. I've never been in a situation where I found a roach <laughs> or any other bug or insect in my damn food. I don't know nothing about this. What was he doing there in the first place? It already didn't look like the best uh, establishment for him to be in. And you know, Chinese restaurants are, already get such a bad rep about their, their cleanliness practices or lack thereof. So, I don't know. Was this even real? You know, nowadays people are making these stupid fake skits for moments like this. I just, I don't know. It's all nasty to me. Al, has it <laughs> you? all right, I'm gonna be honest, Claudia and and That's Justin. Me. I called you Justin earlier. Sorry, Dustin. Okay, yeah, I didn't like that. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> you, we can role play. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. So, I, this is the deal for me. All right. Um, I have never found any kind of animal or anything in my food, but this place right here looks like a place that I've been to in New York City. This is how the Chinese restaurants look in New York City, like in all the neighborhoods. I don't care. You could be downtown, midtown, uptown, Harlem. They all kind of look like this. And if you're honest, you've seen some little seedy stuff, but the food, y'all, the food could be so good. And that's why everybody still goes to it. But I'm starting to think that this might be the lick. Because remember, we're here on TJF, we've covered the hot drinks being spilled on the lady. She sued and got millions. We saw the food, the chicken nugget that fell in the young girl's lap. She sued and got millions. So maybe the fact that he found a roach in his daughter's soup, maybe he could sue I don't think he's going to get millions from those people, but maybe they got some type of insurance that he could get a couple of dollars for, you know, this very violent and gross health code violation. I understand it's hard for restaurants, right? Especially in an urban inner city, right? Like a lot of people, small area, people stacked on top of each other. I understand it's really tough to be totally void of vermin and roaches. But when they get in the food, and for me, it's the reaction from the restaurant. What would I do? Let me tell you what happened one time. Me and KJ, when I was, you know, my ex, we were, uh, when I was looking, going around looking at houses, we went to an Indian restaurant that we never been to in Irving, Texas. We're sitting there. It was a buffet. We're having a great time. And a rat ran right to his leg and crawled up his leg. And nobody reacted. We were like, yo, what? And we made a big deal out of it. When we go to leave, what we tell them, I said, uh, you know, there was a, a rat crawled up KJ's leg. 
And they didn't even bat an eye. They was like, okay, 45, <laughs> I'm like, you're not going to take anything off the bill? And they, it seemed like it was normal to them. So I was like. The food that you ate. Right. Like there was no reaction. <laughs> My thing is this. You can tell if someone's used to roaches and rats in their establishment or if they're like, oh my God, I'm truly embarrassed. This ain't supposed to happen. Um, same 308 seemed to say rats and roaches are found in the best of restaurants. And True. Gail said, I was a waitress in high school and a customer found a a slug crawling in her salad. Man, come on, man. What's a slug? It's like a snail with no shell. You're the right. manager just said, well, at least you know it's fresh. And it leaves like a, a trail of like jism behind it. Like it's wet behind mm. it. Yeah, this one is above. It's above me now. I ain't never had a rat or roach. I cannot relate. Nothing's run up my leg. I haven't found anything <laughs> in my wonton. I don't even eat no damn wonton soup. Dustin so no. Dustin Rich. Dustin no, Rich. No, it ain't about being rich. I'm clean, <laughs> Claudia. That's a, I'm clean. That's what I am. I ain't never experienced nothing like that. This is uh, disgusting. And Thames 308 talking about rats and roaches are found in the best arrest. I've never seen that before. Ever. Ain't going to be at the restaurant. We're going to be at next week. That's the at all. Better not be. All right. <laughs> it seems like Cameron is still feuding with Melissa Ford after he was spotted rocking a pair of jeans with her face pictured on the cross with her mouth open. Is this petty or what? And what would you do if someone had your photo plastered on their crotch with their mouth open like that? Al, what you, would you think? Al? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought it was tacky and funny at the same time. Um, Listen, he's mad. He's still mad, and he has a he has a right to be mad for what she said. She did apologize, though. Um, unfortunately, though, I get it. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to humiliate her. He's insinuating a lot. But sorry, Cameron, on this one, buddy. This just ain't hitting. It looks kind of like tacky. So I think we need to turn the page on your beef with Melissa. She did apologize. She did say some inappropriate stuff, but wearing her mouth open on your crotch, buddy, just ain't getting it for me. You know, when in the heat of it, when it was going back and forth before she apologized, I get being mad. And if right. you really go back and listen, she never said he was with an underage girl. She said, could there have been a possibility of underage girls being in the in the whorehouse? That's what she actually said. But, you know, I understand this generation in our society. We only hear a headline and that's it. I think at this point now, you like you were winning the narrative because like you had a right to be, you know, feel away. But now that she, she apologized the very next day. And now this is like a couple months later. Now you're kind of dragging it just a little bit, Cameron. I think you're funny as hell and I love your podcast. Yeah. But you were a little dragging it right now, sir. Like, come on. And then you had your mouth, her mouth open. How do you Dustin, feel? Dustin, I want to ask you this. What does that what does that insinuate? I don't know, because it was seeming that the picture was turned the wrong direction. So it may insinuate a little slow, you know, aptitude or something like that. I don't know. Me personally, I think Cameron had every right to take issue with what she said initially. This is him trolling her. And unfortunately, we can't tell somebody how mad to be when they were wronged. So I, I don't think that this is egregious in nature. It's just funny and, and, and him sort of getting his lick back. So. You know what? Until you said that, I never thought about it. It should have been the back of her head. That would have been yeah, it's backwards. Oh, but we wouldn't have known it was her then. I he thought maybe have. he was insinuating that he knew some people that she may have, you know, um, or maybe she that's how she gets her work or something. That's what I thought. Y'all need to squash this beef, y'all. All right, moving on. Keep it locked because coming up next, little Nas X is apologizing to Christians. And later we are playing a fashionable game of hit or miss. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. All right, y'all, Little Nas X issued an apology to the Christian community after getting backlash for his music video, Jay Christ. Mm, take a look, y'all. This wasn't like a you to you people, um, you to the Christians. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was not that. It was literally me saying, oh, I'm back. I'm back like Jesus. Do you think his apology was sincere, Dustin? Uh, yeah, I actually do. I think that we've very rarely seen him be serious when he's speaking to his audience and to his fans and to anyone in general. We know we know that people associate him with being a troll, a professional troll. 
Right. And so to see him take a serious angle, I think, was new for most people. But I actually agree with Lil Nas X. This isn't the first time that Christian imagery or Jesus related imagery has been used in music or entertainment in this way. Um, and I think that people just have an issue with his constant penchant for trolling and they take whatever he does at face value and choose to be offended by a lot of his work. Um, so I do think his apology was sincere and I'm interested to see what he does next creatively since this didn't go so well for him. Al, what do you think? Uh, I disagree. I'm going to keep my foot on his neck. You know, Little Nas X, an apology after a failed rollout and a flop single, that does not qualify as an apology to me. Now, had your song took off, I strongly believe, because if we're talking about charting, you're not even charting in the 80s on this. If you had even maybe made it to the 40s, you wouldn't have been apologizing. You would have been just skipping along. But because this is a flop, and I do mean a flop because of your antics, now you want to double back and go to the internet mm -hmm. and say you're sorry. I'm not here for it, and I don't like it. Young man, I've said this before, and we've watched it unfold ever since we started this over a year ago. Either you take the antics out of your music or that's all we're going to comment on. Your music is suffering because of your antics. Just stop it. You're talented and you're smart. I'm telling you, if you don't turn this around and make it more about your music and less about your antics, you're going to be a has-been in the next couple of years. All right, we'll see. I'm sure this ain't the last we'll be talking about him. All right, well, someone who is not falling for Little Nas X's apology is none other than the infamous Rolling Ray. Take a look. <laughs> oh, bad Lord Nas, take back your apology. Oh, your apology is not given. That apology was weak as <laughs> Oh, because for one, you still monetize off the plan with Jesus' name. Oh, had you bless you what's wrong what's wrong see my grandfather's a pastor <laughs> <laughs> um dustin does roland ray with bonnet and the no shirt on does he change your mind with what he just said what do you what how are you feeling now not at all i think it's ridiculous and the real blasphemy has taken place on behalf of rolling ray because he's the same person who has spoken ill on young miami's dead relatives and said so many other horrible terrible things and now all of a sudden you want to look up from your chair and tell us that you are literally your grandfather first of, first of, first of all well, he was looking up. What did you just video, say? Right. He was looking up and he going to tell us that his grandfather is a pastor with three hours on the end. Now, when has that and when has anything about Rolling Ray's existence reflected his grandfather being a pastor? I think we can't put a period on it right there. <laughs> oh, y'all cuss us out again. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, We're going to go to commercial. Al, hold your thought. I'm going to go to you right when we come back. OK, we'll be right back. Coming up, we're playing a fashionable, fun game of hit or miss. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Before we went to break, I had to cut it short because we were late on commercial. But real quick, I want to get Al's take. Um, what do you think about the Roller Ray situation? <laughs> I, I, I disagree with both of you. I think Roller Ray was right on. I mean, you know, we don't listen to him that often. But in this case, 100%, 150% correct. All right. All right. Now, in honor of last night's Emmys, we are going to play a fashionable game of hit or miss. <laughs> All right, let's cue the music. Let's go through them. First up, we have Childish Gambino. Hit or miss, Dustin? Um, hit, something different. Okay, Al? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna give it a hit. I think that's velour. I like the pattern. I can't really see it, but it's a hit. Okay. I like the outfit. I'm not loving the hair, but I like the outfit. And or them yeah. shoes. I don't like them shoes. Them little Bo Peep flat, the ballerina flats he got on. I don't like the shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could use some work. Next, we have Tyler James Williams, hit or miss, Al? Tyler James is really fashion forward on the carpets every time I see him. I like this leather suit, um, and I like the fact that it's giving me more structure and makes him look more manly. I'm going to definitely give him a hit with this outfit. Justin? Yeah, I'm going to say hit. He looked like he in total. You remember that bad boy group, Total? <laughs> he looked like he was in total. I love it. I'm going to say it's a hit. I like the leather, but the knees is giving Kenny Smith Knees like the not the knees. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about Taraji P. Henson? Is she a hit or a miss? 
a complete hit for me. Look at the color. Look at the look at the everything is banging. Everything looks good. I even like the train. Thumbs up for Taraji. Great job. And also hair. Her hair was beautiful. Yeah, her hair was beautiful. Shout out to Tim Wallace. Um, Taraji looks great. Absolute hit. She looked like she got the money that day. Okay. You do. She looked like she got the check. She has a balance. All right. High leg. A little bit of cleavage, but not a lot. It's like perfect. I like it. All right. Next, we have Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph, who has been killing just everything lately. Is this a hit or miss, Justin? It's a hit. It's Shirley Ralph, and we love it. She's about the arts. That's what she stand on. So I love that. It's a hit. All right. Al, what do you think? You like Definitely it? a hit. I wish you guys could see the better picture of this, but the way they accentuated and brought in her waist with the satin and the buttons, whoa, she looks like a million dollars. Definitely thumbs up on Shirley Ralph. Now, I usually personally don't like the mermaid cut, but mm -hmm. on her, this is giving. And then the deep plunging neckline. I love, first of all, I love her, but I love this. This looks bomb on her. So appropriate. Issa Rae popped out with her husband. Were they a hit or a miss, Al? Um, I've seen her look better. He looks really nice. I'm going to say he's a hit. I'm not sure what's going on with her. I kind of like Lisa Rae's body, Issa Rae's body. And I, I, I want to see it. So I, I'm going to say that's a miss. She said, not today, Al. I'm with my husband. You can't look at my body. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? Yeah, it's a hit. She don't look insecure no more. Issa Rae looks good. They look like money and wealth, black excellence, beautiful skin. That color is gorgeous on both of them. It's a hit all the way, all the way. They do look rich. How about Emmy Award winner, Niecy Nash? Was she a hit or a miss? Dustin, we'll go back to you on this one. Absolute hit. You black, always bet on black, baby. Niecy looks good. Well-deserved win. She looks beautiful. Congratulations to her. It's a hit. All right, Al, what do you think? Definitely, definitely a hit. Beautiful, and I love that, that, them breastuses are breasting. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a hit. Niecy, I love you. This is you you are peaking like you're happy you're married you're getting recognized as you should the waist is snatched you're giving like just movie star she looks like a yeah, movie star old hollywood movie star not you're old but the old times you right. look amazing i'm so happy yo you look bomb as hell we have another award emmy award winner quinta brunson brunson hit or miss uh justin <laughs> Although some people would think she didn't steam the dress, anybody that know anything about anything knows it was crushed satin and that's what it's supposed to look like. Quinta's style is pretty conservative. She's a class act. I'm going to give her a hit, even though y'all think it's wrinkled. Okay. Uh, definitely going to give her a hit. This gave me girl next door. I just woke up and came and I slayed and I won. So I'm going to give her a definitely thumbs up. I think she looks pretty and young and youthful and, um, I, and looks like an Emmy winner. Mm -hmm. And she is. How about Tisha Campbell? Hit or miss? Gina, Al. it's a hit. Okay, go ahead. Okay. It's a Al. hit. You know I'd say it's a hit. Not everything about her that night is a hit. The dress, the makeup, the hair, the attitude. Hit, 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 hit. Ten seconds. Last but not least, we have Tashina Arnold. Hit or miss? <laughs> I love I'm going to go Arnold. neutral on this one. I love me some Tashina Arnold. Uh... I can't see your body. I want to okay. see body. Go ahead, real quick. Miss. Okay, it's giving Erica Badu, but I love her. That was fun. I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Dustin Ross for joining yes. us. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Please watch the replay tomorrow and hit that like button. Stay tuned for Fox Souls Face Off, and we'll be back here tomorrow with a drunk Al Reynolds. Well, at least <laughs> <laughs> bye, y'all. See y'all, soulmates. Have a good day.